did it. Yeah. You did it. Mm. Mace, listen to me. My topic's been cracking me up a little bit. And, and it's not actually funny. Don't get your hopes up. But it, it has just been cracking me up the way that I had to, um, the the research that I, how I did it and just what it, just everything about it is a little stupid to me. <laughs> okay, great. Excellent. And I, and I can't wait to, I can't wait to talk about it with you. Um, uh, listen, you told me that you picked a rock. What is it? Tell me what it is. Okay. So you inspired me uh, from yours last week that had the weird name. I don't even remember what it was anymore. I just, what was it? It had a weird name. Hemimorphite. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do exactly that. I'm going to try to pick one with a weird name that I cannot remember, nor can I say. And Mm. I did kind of. And so I'm talking about one today that I've never heard of, and it is called chrysoprase <gasps> and i i the name I, I i went with it from the name alone but i really like it it's nice chrysoprase chrysoprase yeah Ooh. wow yeah well. yeah and uh so i i saw the name i was like that's it i, I picked it name i was like that's a that's a wild enough name to to secure its spot this week on the witch bitch amateur hour <laughs> And this is the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour, the podcast Mm. about witchcraft. My name is Charlie, and you make me want to walk like a camel. Oh, baby. That's sweet. You know what? My name is Uh Macy, and I am that salty snack cracker underneath your pointy boot. Pointy boot. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is a formal, <laughs> this is a long way around to say everyone should go listen to Camel Walk by, what is it? Uh, who does that? Is it they, Southern Culture on, or is that the name of the album? I, I so Southern Culture on the Skids or something like that. I don't remember. I think that's, I don't know, but it, it's an enigma in its own just, right. Just but type if you in don't, Camel Walk. If you it. don't pop your hips to that surfer riff all the way throughout it. I don't, I don't even know what to say to that rhythm section that just won't quit. It does not quit at all. You know what else doesn't quit? What? Our patrons in the patron shadow. They never do. Segment. Not one, not one person has ever quit being a patron. (laughs) Uh, So today's episode is dedicated to our patrons. Janine R, Kevin J K, and Shayna L. All right, what are the first three names? Jan- uh, Janine, Kevin, Shayna. I'm breaking out the fit. Hot Girl Summer. Uh, okay. Playlist again. Okay. Okay. I've got Skid Row, aka Downtown, off of Shit. Little Track. Of horror, little track of horrors, little shop of horrors. Track. Oh, this is easy. What are the names again? Janine, Kevin, Shayna. All right, dude. It kind of would. Janine, where your life's a mess. You go. Uh, what was it? Kevin. What was the second one? Kevin. Kevin. Uh, yes. Where the help me? I don't remember the second one. Ke- uh, what, how many with these a- words? Where your life's a mess, you go downtown. Where depression's just... 
Oh, gosh. So what's the last time Shana? Where Shana's just sat his Down on, on Kevin J.K. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, but. Wow. Okay. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm satisfied with that. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Listen, satisfaction is all we aim for on this podcast. Yes. Yes. Mm. B mm. plus. Or B minus, either one. D's get degrees, baby. Yeah, but I, I think we're I think we're a B grade. I think we're I think we're above D grade. Oh, for we, sure. We're, no, we're definitely yeah. uh, your mid tier student. I'm just saying there is room for failure. It should we decide? Oh, if there's always room for failure. You must oh, allow yeah, yeah. some room for failure. Who goes first? You do, my guy. Tell me about Christ oh, worship. What's it called? Christ the Redeemer, yes. Um, yes. No. Uh, Chrysopraise. I struggle Praise. with this word Chryso because it doesn't praise. seem real. None of these uh-uh. sub- syllables seem like they should go together. The O-praise is weird to me. Chrysopraise. But whatever. So this word comes, praise from, him. The, comes from the Greek translation. Trusos, which means golden, and Prason, which means leak. So golden uh, leak. Um, was not expecting that. I know. It's. I mean, either because it's a green stone, but apparently that alludes to the green color of the stone, even though it says golden leak, which makes me think of the golden onion in Twilight. But we're going to move on and oh. go into that pothole. Uh, so... It seems a little weird, but there you go. It was like the one thing I saw over and over and over again. That's the origin, golden leak. Uh, so, however, I just the imagine, is- like, I can't get away from, like, the, the, the piss, the piss aspect of golden leak. Well, and that's the thing. It's not even, it's not a pissy rock, man. It's really nice. It's huh. green, primarily. Okay. And... Though the shades of green and the level of transparency may vary, it is very pretty and it is very green. And a lot of like the gemstone varieties, like what is it? I can never, cabochon, is that how you say that word? I always feel like I say it and that's not the way that you say it, but you know, like the oval little settings. Cabana. Uh, they are cabana. They are a delicious apple green color. <laughs> like they're like, they look like candy. Like, green Ooh. hard candy jolly like, rancher you just want to eat them yeah like you know sometimes like i don't know about you but like sometimes carnelian just looks like you just want to put it in your mouth you know yeah. I, I don't know if that it looks like it would be a delicious cinnamon candy it the, to me this one is the same way like it it looks like it's a hard candy and it looks can you delicious can you perchance per spell this uh for me and the folks at home who want to google this? i can it is C H. R-Y-S-O-P-R-A-S-E. Chrysoprase. Okay, uh, you know how sometimes when you when you Google something, it'll give you the shop because, you know, because buy yes. everything all the time, but it'll give you like shop results. The second one I got is just this like little bug face dude. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Um. It's just a chunk of this stone with like an orange stone on top with two big bug black eyes. <laughs> um, hold on, I'm immediately sending this to you. Yeah, he also he's a burger. 
Oh, he is a burger. All right, go on. So the apple green, like that, that's healthy green, you know, it is like typically the highest quality, like your, your finest quality, especially with no inclusion. So like a lot of your chrysophrase, see, it is so hard. I want to say chrysophrase every time, not praise. Praise is a surprise. Uh, a lot of your it's weird your tumbled stones will have like black inclusions in them i believe i read that was from iron i don't remember if that's in here or not um so it'll be like green and black but like the gem quality is like that green hard candy totally there's it's just that solid green and it's really really yummy and it is called imperial chrysoprase when it is that uh clear or not clear as in transparent but like that solid appley green whoa you get a range though um as some specimen can be like darker shades of green you know like like and that's rare um all i can hear is just turn a darker Shade of green. I just hear that oh. over and over looping in my head. But um, they are. What are the, what are the like, words there? Why, why can't I for the life of me remember? Wider that shade song? of pale. Wider shade of pale. Jesus. <laughs> um, And the, the dark green seems to be kind of more rare. Um, And the, the green shade, the green color comes from an inclusion of nickel. So it is nickel that turns the stone green, and it is what makes it this specific type of chalcedony or chalcedony. That's right. This is a this is a variety of chalcedony. Ah, huh. we know that. We know her, right? You know, and I like the word, even though I always want to say chalcedony. It's chalcedony, and that's just weird. Say but chalcedony, I'm man. We got one life. It's chalcedony, chalcedonia. Uh, so it is the chrysoprase is a variety of chalcedony. It is the most valuable, but I also saw second most valuable. So I don't know. Okay. Chalcedony <laughs> family is of, of the grouping. Um, uh-huh. Chrysoprase is a cryptocrystalline variety of quartz. So what does that mean? It means that the crystals are so small. They're so tight. That they can't be seen with the naked eye. They're they're just real, real tight. Yeah. Invisible? No. But you can't so see the structure with you. Dude, that's crazy. So tight that you just disappear entirely. <laughs> Implode. <laughs> you, you take the tightness too far and just fucking too far. It, it just expands. You create this a little is why balance is important. Yeah. So, a little fun factoid on the green. Uh, <laughs> so, while this stone is sometimes confused with emerald, it is, in fact, it is chromium, not nickel, that turns emerald the color that it is. So, they're both green, but it's different, I don't know, metals, elements that uh, <laughs> cause the different greens. So, sometimes... You might just see the term praise <laughs> <as> used 
Okay. To describe chrysoprase, especially darker ones. Like the dark green is oftentimes just called praise. However, I also saw just to make it even more fun, uh, praise is also used uh, to refer to green chalcedonies that are made by chlorite. Not nickel. They're not even the same thing. So just a heads up there. You might just, someone might just refer to it as, as praise is what we're saying. Yes. So you could. How do you? How do you? Okay. How do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, conf- like unsettled for some reason. <laughs> Upset. <laughs> Somebody could just yeah. come up out of the ground with a handful of this and be like, "Look what I'm on! It's praise." Yeah, I don't like it either. I don't like it either, especially since it's P R A S E. It's like prize. <laughs> I don't like. Who? Who did this? I want to lobby for a renaming. I don't like it one bit. Um, So anyway, way back when, like before the 14th century, the Northern Czech Republic and the Southern part of Poland had the most prominent chrysoprase mine before it was completely depleted by the 14th Great. century. Just Love all that. gone. Um, and, and that's because it was in very high demand in the Middle Ages. Long has this stone been used for adornment. Uh, after this, of course, the price went up pretty high uh, because it wasn't until the 1700s that chrysoprase became uh, commercially mined, like on purpose mined for a broader scale. Um, and so... At that point, it used to be that area that had like the finest or like the most, like that was where it was known to come from. But now, as of today, the finest chrysoprase in the world is from Australia. So okay. uh, it seems Queensland is uh, the most so, and it is also referred sometimes as Australian jade. Australia is pumping stuff out, man. Lots of I rocks like in every- Australia. Every episode, it's like the best so and so comes from Australia. Yeah, yeah. good, yeah. good on you. I know. Yeah, you might just casually get a python in your house, but at the same time, the best yeah. shit in the world also lives here. You, you know who's you know who does it single handedly? It's the guy from Self Sufficient Me. He's the one doing all of it, all of himself. Oh. He is doing all of it all by himself. He's self-sufficient. Yeah. I love him so much. Um, Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Listen, it's a hard stone. It's a 6.5 to 7 on the Mohs hardness scale and no cleavage or not really much. (laughs) So it makes it have an excellent, it's good to make shit with. You know, it's good for jewelry and Mm. amulets, beads, uh, carvings, little figurines, all all kinds of things have been made from it over time. Um, like I said, there was a tiny little green, little apple-colored green, little carved frog that was real cute. cute. You know, so you've got little figurines there, and they what all look burger? like you can put them in your mouth. You could, you could all put them, you can eat all of them, but you can't, because you can't. Yeah. yeah. Um. It was often used in seals, so it would be carved in uh, to make like seals for houses and families and whatnot. Yeah, to, definitely like, took me for a minute. wax. 
to realize what kind it, of seal you were talking about. It, it was used inside of seals. No, I know, it was, very was for wax. But I'm jelly of that because I really want a like crystal wax stamp. Oh, hell yeah. Like a lot. Uh, that was the, the Greeks and the Romans did that a lot. Uh, and as a, a, a historical little tale for you here of chrysoprase in history, uh, there's a tale from Alexander the Third. Okay. Whoa. So Alexander the Third was uh, an ancient, he was the ancient Greek king of Macedonia and was. One of the he was real successful, undefeated, like just military commanding, big deal, right? Yeah, and yeah. big, big dick boy. Yes, yes, yes. And so, a strange story regarding so Chrysoprase is in this story somehow because apparently Alexander the Third was really into this belt that he wore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. And and so Go apparently on. apparently this story uh came <laughs> from a, a Dominican friar named Albertus Magnus who talks uh-huh. about this uh, belt uh also called a girdle which is even more fun <laughs> that was worn by Alexander the 3rd. So apparently embedded all throughout this fancy battle belt was chrysoprase stones. Like all, all, all kinds of chrysoprase uh, all so over this belt. And uh, he won every time. Every time Whoa. he wore this belt, well, he kicked ass. Shit, I take it great, back. Great battle belt, man. He's, he's kicking ass. He's crushing the competition. He is Ooh. the king of Greece. Mm. He, he means this is what he's doing. He is. He is. He is slipping and sliding. And and you oh. know what? One day though, after a successful oh. campaign, oh no, he had to. He had to. He had to take a. He had to bathe in the river. Okay. Okay. And so he takes off his fancy girdle, his chrysoprase battle girdle, and he goes to bathe in the Euphrates River. Oh. And when he's and he's doing that, he's not looking at his belt, you know. And who oh. who else? Who else? What else comes up but a snake? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love this. <laughs> They're always so wary. Greeks and Romans are so wary I'm of these damn so snakes. scared of snakes, dude. The snake slithers up deliberately uh-huh. to the girdle. Bites the stones out and spits them in the river. Okay. So that he can't use this thing anymore. And he he never ever he 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 it was he never again won another campaign after the snake came and bit all of the stones out of Listen, his fancy fighting dude, belt. Just say you lost it. You don't have to be that embarrassed. Because I'm sure that's I, like what really happened um uh, and then and then he gave himself i'm sorry i have to readjust after that one he gave himself the uh what what do athletes call it when you basically like hex yourself and you can't do it anymore the yips 
Yeah. He, he, he done did it. Um, yeah. I, wow. I think he could have come up with a better story, but there you go. Uh, now I'll admit to you, even though <laughs> no. we all just went through that together, I could not find that on any site that was not a crystal site. I could not find it in any <laughs> historical mentioning. I looked, it was only these copy and pasted over okay. and over and over again. You know how it is. And so, just website yes. by website. So take it with a maybe salt is what you're saying. It happened. Maybe it didn't. But it there's a story didn't. for you. I'm telling you right goddamn now, it absolutely did not happen. <laughs> At least not in so, that way. Not in that way. I think he probably lost it. Or he, he lost it and he saw a snake and then he just yeah. crafted the story. Or perhaps, you know what? I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He was holding it. He saw a snake and because, you know, of the times of they were so scared, maybe he went ee! and dropped it into the river and it and it flew away. But like. But he didn't want to say he got scared. And he didn't so want to say he got scared and dropped it. Bit all yeah. of the. Why do snakes. What? <sighs> Whatever. I, there's Whatever. too many questions. I, so in the Middle Ages, people, this is just another fun fact to what I saw one time, but I had to include it because it's <laughs> too much fun. Uh, yes. People used to think that you could uh, become invisible if you put a chrysoprase in your mouth. Just put That's it in there and you go right invisible. That's the type shit, dude. <laughs> it is. It is. It is sitting in the coffee shop just like... Yeah. With everyone pretending that they don't yeah. know that you're trying to pretend you're invisible yes exactly <laughs> so along with that it was also in the the handful of stones that were uh considered like poison stones stones that could detect poison uh mm. chrysoprase was in that mix as well so it got real popular again it had a big old resurgence in the victorian period it was very fashionable mm. in the victorian period it was used as uh, in cameos pearls cabochons and even the very famous designer fabergé apparently would utilize chrysoprase in some of their pieces yes like the egg wow um, yeah so it seems like for a very long time like they were like in excavations in Egypt, you know, like the jewelry and adornments and different figurines, there's a lot of uses of chrysoprase. Like it is all over the place it, that it has been used to adorn. It seems that people just like it and think that it's yeah. pretty. So, well, it's, it is pretty. It I mean, is very you know. pretty. Uh, metaphysical uses. It's a green stone. With the green stone, you get the heart. Uh, but this is a stone that aids in seeing the beauty in things and seeing from the heart instead of the head. Oh. Sometimes, like, we can let our judgments or, like, the stories that we create set the scene before we even arise or arrive. And Chrysoprase, like, perhaps can aid in clearing those stories out so that we can see from the heart instead, from a place that's a little bit clearer and chrysoprase is like it's very vibrant whether it's like an apple green uh, even the paler shades or like the darker shades it's a very it's just very deep it's a punch of color and it's a reminder of just beauty and it is beautiful in itself and it is one that is a reminder of seeing the beauty within many things including yourself 
And it's a stone of love, but not necessarily focused on getting love, but seeing love and what you already have. Uh, loving the vessel that you're in or loving the people around you that perhaps get taken for granted in the hustle and bustle for life. You know, it just kind of happens. And we have a lot of power when it comes to creating our own reality. And much of that comes from perspective and attitude. Uh, the prospecting mind, like those who are are naturally prospecting, is... Um, it, it Prospectors? Can, of, of like a uh, spirit, like constantly oh. seeking the next thing. Okay. Like so the not prospective like a- <laughs> personality. <laughs> kind of not actually panning for gold in the Okay, got it, no. got it. <laughs> um, but people who are naturally prospect, like they're always looking for the next thing, you know, um, that can sometimes breed a state of dissatisfaction because there is always the draw for something better, something else, something bigger. And allowing ourselves to be content doesn't mean that we're deciding to settle, even though there's nothing wrong with settling if we're ready, but it can seem like that sometimes, you know, and Chrysopraise can remind that we can shine forward with all of this love and appreciation for ourselves and what we're doing and everybody walking around with us. And we don't have to just charge forward all the time. We can like actually stop and enjoy where we are and be happy with what we have and who we're with uh, for just, even if just for a moment. I fall, I'm pretty guilty sometimes with like allowing myself to actually like sit in the sun and enjoy everything that like I've accomplished. Cause I'll just be like, well, if I do that, then it, I'll, I'll it, you stop forever and you don't it's dumb and it's like you just got no <laughs> yeah. you, you just got to keep doing shit and that's not true really at all and it is important to enjoy it, enjoyment's a wonderful gift that we can give ourselves and allowing ourselves to enjoy the things around us you know and things that we've been able to accomplish and provide for ourselves these little these are little wins you know and they are part of living life instead of just pushing through it. Chrysoprase is very tied to like fairness and truth and stripping judgments away to see things as they are instead mm-hmm. of what we expect or want them to be. Again, a lot of disappointments result from the stories or the wants that we create for ourselves. And Chrysoprase is it's a very earthy stone got this rich green it's very lush in color and it gives kind of like this idea of thriving nature this pulse of spring but it's still grounding because it's this earthy stone and and i like that because i feel like with like a lot of stones like you can ground from a lot of different crystals but you're the you get a little different spice in each one depending on what you're yeah. using you know like a, a grounding experience with obsidian is going to be different from tiger's eye which is going to be different from chrysoprase like they all have a, a different edge to them depending on the stone that's used you ground with a the sodalite just pour, poor man's angry. lapis D- denim's poor cousin what is it denim yeah I, denim something denim rock denim redneck cousin I, <laughs> so with with this 
green hue of nature, there is also the implication of growth and abundance. It is lush, you know, uh, it's very bright, you know, like almost it's reminiscent of like, it's kind of happening right now, you know, like that almost too bright green of spring. It's like the young green and it's very bright and very vibrant before it settles into the deeper green of summer. Like the couple of like the one or two weeks you get where it seems like every day you kind of go, is this, did somebody turn up the satch too high today? Is this a mistake? Yeah. Right. Yes. And, you know, that's just kind of the color energy that is coming from it. And it is a great stone to use for abundance work, whether it be for money drawing, for a project or something that you're looking to get off the ground. Or maybe if you know what, it's like garden time here. Like maybe you want to charge your seeds and like place a place a chrysoprase like on top of all of your seed packets and like charge them up or grid your garden. You can do so many things um, with crystals and just to kind of like use them as their physical selves like that. I like to just place them on shit. You know, it's very practical and it's just like, it is charge up. Just sit under there for a minute. Yeah. yeah it'll you work. Just sit together. Get marinate. Yeah. Get to know each other. Really, really takes the hard work out of your hands, man. When you just kind of let it be like, look, yeah. you're generating this energy. You do it. Please. You've got this. You've got this right now. <laughs> um, what, what am I going to add to this experience, man? Yes, you are a literally of like the earth. What I've yeah. got nothing. <laughs> You're make God these knows seeds how old grow better. <laughs> yeah. Chrysoprase uh. <laughs> has long been tied to Venus and can be utilized in spells or offerings or workings with Venus. It is a stone of beauty and love, but also respect. They're seeing Whoa. the beauty that is already there instead of hunting for the beauty that we would rather see instead. And this this is also, this makes it nice for inner child work because it allows us to look back and heal with compassion and understanding. Again, not applying our own judgments and opinions towards ourselves to cloud the truth, you know, and broken hearts to fall under this stone and can be soothed as it is soothing in nature and focusing on what is good, what is right and beautiful right now, not what only is lost or now, you know, gone from your grasp. And although, or also with the balancing of, you know, the judgment that it has, it can provide maybe a clear lens to look through in times of processing, you know, like a, a broken, a broken heart and might help you be a little easier on yourself when it comes to blame or maybe the other end of the spectrum. Maybe it will help lead to some unbiased reflection that might create a space of like, I, you know what, I might have some work to do, you know, just mm-hmm. part of the the healing process of analyzing what went down, but not doing it in a way that's just beating yourself up. Yeah. All the time. Uh, it is a stone Which of can truth be and easy to do. Oh, so easy. So easy, you know? And it can also go to the other end of the spectrum, too, to where it's like, I didn't do anything wrong at all. I didn't do anything. That was, yeah, that was, you know, and so it's like that having that fairness, that kind of balancing of the scales can just be youth useful, you know, in, in processing and what you can learn, you know, from, from the experience. And this fair kind of energy, it makes it very tied to the zodiac sign of Libra. Chrysoprase, the earth, is a Libra. We, the earth is a Libra. Everybody knows it. 
And just in case you needed a reminder, man. Chrysoprase can maybe allow us to see the wonder of the world and allow ourselves to believe in the magic around us, you know, magic from us and the world, see the beauty in it all, but it's also of the earth and it can help ground us down. You know, we, we can have one foot in the functional world and one world in, or one foot in the spirit world. And oftentimes it's how, it's what we have to do every day as modern. Ride the heads, brother. That's what you're doing. And this is a good one for that because it does have that grounding nature, but it's also lively and whimsical and just full of magic and wonder of the earth. And I just feel like it's really good for exactly for riding the hedge. And however, you know, maybe Chrysoprase can remind us that even the mundane things, even when we have our foot in the material world, we can find the wonder and the beauty in it as well. If we view the world from the heart. Oh, so that's Chrysoprase. Beautiful. Closer to the heart. Closer to the heart. I can't sing as high up as 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 Getty as Lee can. You, you can't you can't reach the heights of Getty Lee. I there are a few who can. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the the element that I liked about this stone that I uh, enjoyed quite a bit was this. Like, oftentimes there's a big focus on. Uh, Things we don't have or like the lack thereof or something like that. Yeah. And I like that this stone is sort of um, not necessarily about that or like what you can do about that or focused on that so much. Yeah, it's not versus... about manifesting as much yeah. as growing from what is already around you. Right. Which is nice. And I think that um, I think this that's good to kind of remember because I, I know that I, I have gotten just sort of energetically burned out from like manifestation, whether it be trying to constantly manifest or just almost that like focusing on the negative, even if it's not negative, but if it's just like every spell you're doing is like, okay, I don't have this. Let me try to manifest this or here's something Mm -hmm. I want, you know, and it's just this constant state of need um, that can burn you out, dude. Yeah, it can. I want to talk to you about Halite. Halite. Okay. Halite. 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 All right. Halite. Don't be so salty. So, (laughs) Halite, a.k.a. Macy, rock salt, common salt, mineral salt, natural salt, and salt. Have you not talked about this before? I feel like you've talked about a lot of salt. Here. Here. Way back when, and I wish I actually, hold on, did I keep the episode number? Ah, oh, shit, I didn't. We did an episode, uh, and I titled my segment, Witch's Salt. And this was back in the first, probably somewhere in the first 20, first 50 episodes that we did, somewhere in there. And I spoke about pretty pretty exclusively black salt and we've kind of joked before that like oh we talked about black salt before we even talk about salt salt but we have but then i I thought you did talk about salt salt eventually 
I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Maybe. But this, listen, this is not, te- this is not like a salt episode or a salt okay. segment. This is about salt when it is in its sort of stone, putting that in quote, okay. form. <clears throat> sure. Uh yeah, so we talked about black salt before we even talked about regular salt. So there's actually not going to be just a whole shit ton of metaphys because if you if you want to get like the metaphys of salt, uh, please, you know what? I, I actually should look at the episode um, so I can refer you guys. So give me one moment. So the majority of the specific metaphysical information about just salt or which is salt or black salt. That's in episode 48. And it is the, uh, what is it? Malin, Matt's daughter and which is salt. Oh, is Malin. Yeah. I remember. Malin. I remember the, oh yeah. That's a wild one. Wow. <laughs> which you should just give a listen to you anyway, if you haven't heard it in a while or if you've never heard it, um, it's a fun time, but I want to talk I to you about it. I think that's the one where the kids uh, said the dad was fucking the cow. Or the chicken. <laughs> I hope so. I don't remember. I think it was the cow. Were there not two different episodes of dads fucking the cow and or chicken? I don't know. And there might like have been. I know that, that one was been, for sh- was the same dad. Yeah. It, I, I, <sighs> motif. Common motif. <laughs> so the stone, I, I will refer to it as the stone, even though it is sort of the formation of rock salt as it is found, as it is mined. It is the natural form of sodium chloride. Uh, and it, it, and I didn't know that when I, when I looked this up because I was just sort of looking at stones and at first I saw pink halite and I was like, oh, okay, pink halite. And I wrote some things down about it. And then I was like, well, what about just halite? Let's kind of start at the beginning. And I went and, and it, it, I was actually like a little bit into this before I realized it's just, it's just salt. Uh, but <laughs> in color, it is typically, uh, most likely in color, it's white, as we know salt to be kind of colorless, it can veer towards other colors, such as uh, gray, you know, kind of like that dirty snow color we talked about, then yes. we know yes. pink, like Himalayan salts. Um, and then there's other, co- apparently like light blue, which sounds pretty. I've never heard of that. Orange and red, which it just all depends on the other mineral inclusions in the salt. Uh, and now I'm sure if these aren't, go- I'm sure these aren't all going to be safe to ingest, you know? So if you have like a chunk of uh, like a rock salt and it's got like blue in it, don't just like grind it up and put it on your steak or something. Cause I'm not really sure what that is, but uh, just <laughs> depending on different inclusions, it can be different colors. However, we are most familiar with it uh, in white, obviously like rock salt or table salt, and then pink for our Himalayan salt lamps, which are to be a authentic Himalayan salt lamp uh, is going to be mined in the salt mines of Pakistan. So uh, halite is hard for me to say because it's H-A-L-I-T-E. So I'm not sure if it's halite or halite, um, but it is from the Greek word for salt. So pretty on, on the nose. And that is because salt has been around forever. We have used it forever. 
uh, we've used it for curing foods, salting and tasting of, of or flavoring, tasting of foods. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, and it occurs basically everywhere in the world. It happens within rocks, like where the pressure and the evaporation of the seawater leaves the salt behind. Uh, there's entire stretches underground where it's just like salt caves. Um, and there are places in the world where because, and I'm no fucking, I don't know land and stuff. So I don't know about tectonic plate. I'm not a dentist. I don't know these things, but like the pressure shoves the land together and then it just like shoves the salt up out. So you'll have these big, what they call salt domes. And they just look like little hills of just salt. And they're so mm. cool looking. Uh, and they kind of look like spiky almost. They just look really metal. Uh, but it's just salt. Uh, there are salt glaciers, which I did not know in the world. And uh, the largest, hold on, the uh, largest salt mine produces 7 million tons of salt a year. 7 million tons of salt a year. That's so uh, How do we have that much salt. salt in the world? We've got a lot, I guess we've got a lot of salt. I don't understand how things can just keep coming out of the ground. Anyway. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, I try not to think about it because it makes me it get very worried. Brother, I'm so scared. Anyway, I, and, and I mean, I guess I, I guess nothing ever really goes away. Like, maybe the salt just goes back in the ocean like water does. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, um, so these typically form as cubes, uh, even though the salt rocks are like kind of chunks. They're just like usually these almost egg-shaped chunks that you get. That is from a process of mining and just sort of, um, I, I want to say almost carelessly, just sort of ripping chunks of, of salt out and trying mm. to get more chunks of salt for the salt lamps uh, out of like perhaps one big cube. But naturally growing, there are these like kind of satisfying cube shapes. And they can have like... um I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Growths. There are some kinds that have like these shardy growths that come off of them. Uh, that's this is how we the get the second those time in a row. I feel shardy. like you've said shardy and I'm just supposed to have been able to just deal with it. Uh huh. Yeah. No, it's she's here to stay. Shardy is a part of my vernacular and it's a okay. part of yours too now. Congrats. Uh, and this is directly from minerals.net. <laughs> and it's just a very cool level-headed thing. But this was in their distinguishing similar minerals section where sometimes minerals can be confused for other things. So they give you the tools that you need to help distinguish them from other minerals. They say the strong salty taste combined with its crystal formations will distinguish halite from all other minerals. <laughs> wow. Which was okay. So funny to me. It's there just you go. like it's salt, you moron. Lick it. It tastes like salt. What do you need? Yeah. <laughs> and of course, if you have a good chunk of halite, maybe you weren't aware that it was salt and you're just like, hey, there's this thing. Don't fucking water cleanse this. Okay. It should be. Yeah. Now that you know it's salt, it should be self-explanatory, but it will dissolve on you. So let's stick to smoke cleansing. But then again, there are some out there who say that your salt does not need to be cleansed because it is a self-cleansing thing, kind of like a, a selenite or a satin spar kind of gig. Uh, I personally like the idea of wrapping, like wrapping it in perhaps a, a black cloth or the smoke cleanse, you know, 
something something like that just for like just for shits and giggles i don't want to not cleanse something and then uh just kind of trust that it's clean you know i want to i want to know that i i want to know that i did something even if i'm just sort of pissing in the wind um so salt as we talked about old as shit been around forever, uh, extremely important to us and to our history. Uh, not only is it obviously uh, a, like a, a good for food, for tasting, for delicious. Yeah, we need it, though, as a nutrient. We need it in our bodies. Exactly. Uh, we need to, and, and still, like, you'll find the, what is it, iodinized salt? You need that. Um, and... Well, I don't know if you need the ago. iodine in it, but you do need sodium. I, I don't know. There's something about iodinized salt. I'm not a doctor, guys. But yeah, you do need salt. And I know that there's a specific kind of salt that... <sighs> Hold on. I should have actually found this because I knew I was going to be talking about it. But um, there's a certain kind of salt that you can get that's like without xyz or there's no xyz in it but that like you can't subsist on just or or survive on just by itself like you need the whole inclusion of salt uh but too much will absolutely kill you so it's it's a balance thing uh but through history we've used salt salt has been a really good uh uh, preserver of foods um yeah yeah salt pork they would salt fish you know it's helps to dry out meat it helps to uh keep bacteria from forming keeping the food fresher for longer and um it was just it was extremely important that people be able to have food and preserve it in a way that shit just didn't go rotten super quick because shit goes rotten so fast um and by the way have you ever just have you just had salt pork yeah, you ever, bro. you ever just make up some salt pork? It is so, I'm assuming, bad for you, but it is delicious. I love uh, a cured meat. Oh, I do. God, I really do. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's really good. Um. Anyway, salt was actually used as payment and as barter. It was so important. So it, it's also with these things that we've seen in the past where people would use, obviously, spices. I don't know if we're counting salt as a spice here, but uh, they would use salt as um, you you could go and get, a, I don't know, a massage for a pound of salt. or like Okay. <laughs> yeah, or whatever it is that you want to, to, to be having. Uh Hold on, hold on. I'm my uh, shit's a little out of order. Oh, okay, yeah. And a lot of us have heard that we get the word salary from salt from old Latin because people would be paid uh, sometimes in a pinch and sometimes just that's what you're paid in salt to then go and use as barter or to use in the trade routes or, or something like that. So it's been kind of a form of currency also. Uh, in the Bible, we have lots of references to salts. We've got the salt pillars and... Uh, <laughs> Lot's wife. We, yeah, we've got Judges uh, 945. He killed the people in it, pulled the wall down and sowed the site with salt. So sowing one's ground with salt was um, like an insult to injury kind of thing. Mm. Because if you... Uh, mix in if you salt the earth as as it were yeah, things not will not grow it. it will remi- it reminds me of the simpsons episode where um homer has to make a float for his like a parade 
And uh, he just takes the flowers out of Ned's garden and Ned kind of pops his head over the fence and he's like, hi, I couldn't help but notice you picked all of my flowers. And Homer's like, yep, I got to make a float. Can't make a float without flowers because he's such an asshole. And then (laughs) Ned Flanders just goes, uh, what is it? He's like, yeah, but did you really have to salt the earth so nothing would ever grow again? And that looped all the time. As just like a absolute insult to injury, kind of like, fuck you, fuck your earth. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. And I don't know why I stuck this in here. I guess I just saw it somewhere. But like, you can also fill shotgun shells with rock salt. <laughs> you can. Yeah. You, you, you totally can and do I, that. And I know you can, but I don't know why. Is this like a tutorial <laughs> or is, don't don't go do that. Not on my not on my account. Anyway. Yeah, it makes me think of the... Who did that song originally? I'd load up my shotgun with rock salt nails. Uh, Tyler Childers did it. I, it's Anyway, that's what I think of anytime I hear rock salt. I think of that song. Rock salt. I just think of ice cream. Because, like, you need, yeah. um, if you've ever made homemade ice cream, you mix the salt in with the ice to lower the temperature to freeze your ice cream. Um and I always would just, did you ever just snack on rock salt as a kid? No. I had, well, Didn't, I mean, I would put it on ice with lemon juice. Oh, see, I would just take like two of these little nugs and they're like, what, raisin sized? If you get like a box of, of rock salt, I would just take like two little nugs and just pop them in my mouth and just suck on them little, suck on them little dudes. So uh, anyway, mundane, mundane uses for salt. We need it, as I said, for our bodies. However, animals also need it. Think of uh, salt licks for what well, I know cattle need salt lick. Uh, but I, is it all is it like all mammals need a salt lick or like all farm animals need a salt lick? I, I'm sorry, I'm not a farmer. I'm not really sure. I know cattle do for sure uh, because they have to have the salt in their bodies. So again, this goes way, way back to you could not take care of your body without salt. You could not take care of your animals, therefore not having food for yourself, your village, your children. Um, we cannot live without salt, dude. And we also, to this day, come up with all kinds of little creative shits to do. So if you are trying to kill everything in a, in a mm. patch... Uh, you know, say there's a little patch that's just 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 rotten with weeds. Um, you can make a little salt and water uh, solution to pour there and to kill everything. Now you're not going to probably be able to just immediately plant shit there again. Uh, but and I don't I don't know what would you do that for? What would you just kill all the weeds for and then just have like what a patch of dirt? I don't care, dude. Do whatever you want. Uh, but we use it for cleaning as well. This is one of my favorite things to use salt for. Is to clean out your nasty old cast iron. And I know that if you're listening to this podcast, you probably use cast iron at least some point in some way, magical or mundane. And cast iron can get gross. It can get so gross. Um, So using sort of your coarse salt or kosher salt, just like a chunkier salt, you can use that as a nice abrasive. Yeah, and I love the sound it makes and just kind of... And as we did talk about in that episode that we uh, have already done on black salt, um, you can make your own witch's salt this way. Um, If you clean out, now I'm not talking about like, 
if there's inclusions of food in it. But if you're cleaning your already food-free cast iron, and you know how it turns black when you do that because you're taking off like iron uh, from mm. the pan and perhaps maybe rust, I, I, you know, whatever you got going on with your pan, don't just chunk that salt when you're done with it. You can keep it as your witch's salt. It's got protection. It has the iron in it, which can help also be wildly protective. Um, uh-huh. And you, you can use it in all kinds of things, protection spells. You can also use it in a little bit of a offensive kind of way, should that be your thing. And um, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, I, I actually went back and listened to that old episode um, because I wanted to kind of take notes from the past and see if there's anything I could throw in here for the, the metaphys, um, you know, and besides casting circles, this is just salt in general, casting circles. Uh, it represents earth. Also, so does this stone. Um, if you have it in stone form represents earth. So you can put it on your altar to be, uh, given as, as gifts to earth loving deity, or perhaps maybe you yourself just enjoy representing, um, the, Elements, God, I, why, why am I, my brain, your brain never just be done, dumb, never oh, be yeah, words, good, time. empty head. Uh, you can also uh, use salt for protection, purity, and grounding. So also can you use this, the stone in that way? Um, and one thing that I forgot about that I relearned in listening to that episode is there's an old saying that salt does what you tell it to. So it's sort of there to be your workhorse. And um can really mean almost anything that you want it to mean uh, with this great added protection aura. Now, this uh, stone in itself, not necessarily salt, but this stone is associated with the astrological sign Cancer. And it is uh, aligned to different chakras depending on like what color it is. So if it's pink salt or perhaps your... Uh, Himalayan salt lamp. It can be tied to the heart. Um, if it is your white halite stone, you can use that for crown or kind of just sub it in for any any part. Um, it represents Earth. We already talked about that. And the planet it is tied to is Saturn. Um, you can give this as offerings to most deities, most gods, most spirit will take salt as kind of a, a nice little a nice little thank you. We'll give you a nice little head nod for it. Um, and as one of the first things I learned with salt, you can place it in the corners of your home, north, south, east, west, or the four mm. corners of your room. You can put a little bit on your doorways or your windowsills to help. Um, when I first started, I was I was putting salt down uh, in front of my doors and windows and using it for protection. But like, I, I didn't really know. Protection against what? I was just like, protect. protection is good, you know. Um, but now being a little bit more uh, experienced, <laughs> I guess, I, I use salt in protection specifically from anything that is intending to do harm. So it, it, salt is a good option for me because you've heard me say it a hundred times. Sometimes these things come along and they say, I protect you against ghosts. I like my ghosts. I don't want to keep my ghosts away. You know, I, so salt yeah. is a good stand-in to to purify anything that is um there to be a little nasty, but it it'll let in things that 
you know, I can see maybe some people want to protect themselves from, you know, if you're not into working with spirits, if you are perhaps afraid, or uh, you're not ready to delve into that side of yourself or your craft yet, or never want to, you know, then you can reach out to other things. Uh, But if you're wanting to kind of let the ghosts through an open door policy for things that are good, but might not be of this plane, salt is a good um, option for you. Okay. And and you uh as a as a last as a daily practice for you witches, uh for salt, something you should do every single day for good health and good good strength of the soul My. is to make sh- make sure to use a healthy pinch of salt when you Get your daily intake of beautiful review footage. Okay. Did I do better All right. Time yeah, last, you actually got week? me pretty good with that one because your jaunty right. or like kind of jangly delivery threw me off. Okay. But you did. Yeah, yeah. You got me. I was not aware. All right. Yeah. I thought if I didn't put any space between my topic and review footage, it might it might do a little bit better. It it, it did. It worked. <laughs> This one is from Hair and Makeup ML, and they've entitled this, Where is my taint? (laughs) And they start the review by saying, With my taint on the ground and my head in the clouds. (laughs) Nice. I've been listening to this gym of a pod, and, and they say, can't wait for that merch. So I guess we have said that. In the past, I know I for sure have commented that at someone on Instagram before. I feel like I've the the taint on the ground is is, but I love the where is my taint. (laughs) Uh, Can't wait for that merch. I have been listening to this gym of a podcast for a two solid years. Man, that's that's been a theme recently, two years, and I am just now leaving a review. I know, terrible, but no, not terrible, dude. But I adore Charlie and Macy. I love the history they share on so many great and interesting topics, and I applaud Macy on her pronunciation of words in um Macy now I might need your pronunciation here uh Natal Nahutali Nahuat N A H U A T L Nahuat Okay all right can you take out the parts that make me sound like a dumbass right there <laughs> <laughs> uh it does not American- sound how it looks yeah, I, I was. Yeah. And, and I'm OK. They say I am Mexican-American and I appreciate the acknowledgement of America's true history and inclusion. These two are always on the same wavelength and know exactly what the other th- <laughs> what the other is about to say or sing. And their silliness reminds me so much of the connection I have with my sisters. Um, it warms my heart, gives me the silly fix from Tucson, Arizona. I thank you. Ah. Thank you. Tucson, Ooh. Arizona. Arizona. So there that is. Wow. There that is. Wow. Then I guess all we've got to talk about is our fucking tour. We've got a tour coming out, a tour for you in the Northeast. Please open your fucking goddamn ears right now. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, if you're in the if you're around in the surrounding areas. You know, if you're nearby, listen, us Texas people, we drive hours and hours for nothing. So if you're if you're in the if you're in the surrounding area, come on out. There's shows in Philly. There's a show in Nyack, New York. There's a show in Baltimore, just outside of Baltimore. So 
give them a look. They're they're themed. There's going to be there's all they, each show has a theme because we're really okay. having some fun here with the show planning. So y'all give those dates a look. The link is in the show notes. Come on out and get you some. You know what? Get you some live entertainment. Get you know yeah you know what? Be a Texan. Drive for a long time, and then get you some live entertainment. Get you some um, live entertainment. Not only are these shows, uh, they're you know limited seating available, right? But they are intimate little shows. So I am very excited to just sort of hang out with handfuls of you guys at a time, and to um, do all the silly little things on stage that we're going to do, where we essentially ask y'all to yell things at us from the crowd. So. Oh my, there's going to be, there's, listen, there's antics. We've got ideas. We're going to have fun. We're going to, there's going to be a lot of laughs. You might say it's downright silly. So check it out. Right. Silly. Downright silly on the honk tonky hoochie coochie. Isn't that how that song goes? Wow. Yeah. No, but I mean, that that note song. (laughs) Go to anhottestpurpose.com slash tour. Link is in the uh, the whatever down below. And you know what else is in the whatever down below is our Facebook at Witch Amateur Hour. We have an Instagram where you can go and look at this, the, the most emo picture you've ever seen in your life of Macy from how old were you when you took that picture? Uh, I was either a junior or a senior in high school. And I want to tell you a little tidbit about this in Macy, cut this out if you don't want this shared, because I'm just going to say it. This photo is from when Macy was in a scene band. Uh, so check yes. that out. <laughs> Instagram, at which bitch amateur hour. We have a Twitter. Is Twitter a thing? A Twitter's got to still be. Is, how's the Twitter drama? I haven't checked in a long time. I don't think it's going very well. Or is it over? Is it still bad? I don't, I don't know. know. Gotta- I don't think it's over. I think it's just an ongoing misery. Huh. We got a Twitter at Bitch Hour. Uh, Macy, tell them where they can send their emails, their comments, their questions, their uh, inquiries for advertisement, and also their emo pictures uh, for when we go on tour. And if they are comfortable, we can use these pictures on a big slideshow and show off everybody's emo pictures. You can send all of that to WBAH. P O D C A S T period, also known as dot C. No, no, <laughs> at <laughs> the one with the A around it with the circle G M A I L. God. Dot C O M. When when you need to when you need to give a presentation that's two minutes long, <laughs> but, really drag it out. Yeah. <laughs> w as in water buffalo. <laughs> check out our Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/wabapodcast. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. Thank you for joining us on the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. Goodbye.
Goodbye. That's it. That's all there there is this week. Until There's next no week, that's all you get. Until we give you turn, more next week. Turn off. Turn off the radio now. Tur- turn it off. Yeah. Go to bed. Click. I know everyone's gathered around like like old timey style around their radio mm. machine eating mm. dry biscuits. Mm. But uh, hard tack. Time to go to bed. Yeah. 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 Good night, everybody. Uh-huh.